Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. This is your host, Brandon Allen. And as promised, I said I was going to deliver the key ingredient to success. So I'm going to give that to you right away. I want to jump right in because I don't want you wondering, what is the key ingredient? Because I know that's why you clicked on this to play this because you thought I was going to give you a secret. But the key ingredient to success is doing work. And I don't mean that in a flippant way. I don't mean that uh, in a way to uh, make fun of anyone or anything else. But I'm telling you this. If we want to be successful, we have to do the work. Now, this is one of these things that intellectually makes sense, but internally, I see business owners not taking this to heart and not owning their ability to create the outcomes that they want in their business. And there's a few things that I've identified that get in our way of moving forward with the work so that we can get the outcomes and the levels of success that we want. And I'm going to go through three things. And I'm going to just preface this as I go through these three things is this. These are all good things. These things that I'm about to tell you are good things. But when we take it too far, they're disruptive, they're distracting, and they don't allow us to reach the goals that we want because it takes us away from doing the things that we can do to be successful, which is doing the work. So the first thing I want to talk about is something that's near and dear to my heart. And it's almost going to sound like I'm cutting off my nose to spite my own face because I'm going to tell you uh, that learning is the first thing that gets in your way to doing the work that you know you can do in your business. And I'm going to explain this, right? And look, I do workshops. I do the Strategic Business Forum workshop series. I facilitate the Wealth Acceleration Workshop for Wealth Factory I'm probably facilitating a workshop a month at a minimum. And so as I say this, I think workshops, I think seminars, I think books are all good things. But here's the thing about knowledge that's important, the application. If we don't apply the knowledge, the knowledge is useless. In fact, the knowledge can be so counterproductive that now we know what we're supposed to do, but we're not doing it. It can make us feel even guiltier about how we're showing up in our business. And so I want you to think about learning. If you're the kind of business owner that's going to a seminar or a workshop every single weekend, my question for you is why? Now, look, are you going because you're marketing your business and you're trying to get leads or things like that? That may be a different story. But for most people, they're going to learn because they think that there's something that they don't know that if someone else just tells them this thing, that it will help them move forward in some kind of a meaningful way. And this is why, quite frankly, a lot of self-development falls short because there's the excitement and the emotion behind the information, but there's really no tangible pathways to implementation. What we do at the Strategic Business Forum is try to create uh, specific outcomes and specific processes for people that they can actually take that information and apply it in a really meaningful way. But if you're constantly going to workshops and seminars and different things like that, the question that I have for you is what is the strategy behind that? What are you trying to accomplish? And this is the same thing goes for books. I know people who blow through books like crazy, and then they brag about how many books that they read. 
And then in my mind, I always wonder, well, what did you actually do with the book knowledge that you acquired through the books? Like, who cares if you wrote a book or, or read a book? I mean, who cares if you read one? It doesn't matter if that book didn't make some kind of a meaningful impact in your life. Now, um, look, it, it could be a nonfiction book. It could be a fiction book. I don't care. Um, there's a lot of uh, application that can come from either one of those things. Now, maybe you read fiction books for fun. If that's you, that's great. But what I'm really talking about are nonfiction books that people read under the premise of developing themselves or building their skills or making them better that then actually don't move the needle for that person in any sort of meaningful way. And so as we talk about this and as we move forward, think about your own learning and your own process. Is it defined? What are the outcomes that you're trying to create for that? What are you trying to accomplish with your learning? Networking is the second thing. Again, networking is a great thing. But man, I see a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners who spend a lot of time networking in networking groups and different things like that. And there's no real forward progress. In fact, it becomes this incestuous, like uh, entrepreneurial, you know, backslapping all the time of people just telling each other how good of a job they're doing and how important they are to the world without any meaningful uh, progress actually being made as a result of doing this. And I look at networking as kind of a sister or a companion to learning in that a lot of times we're trying to get around other people that know things that maybe we don't, and we're trying to acquire knowledge and understanding and things like that that can help us. And again, by itself, this is not a bad thing for you, but if it's gone too far and you're constantly networking, constantly doing network opportunities, at some point in time, unless your job is network marketing then you're probably not making the kind of progress in your organization that you would like to be. And so the last thing that I want to talk about beyond networking is vacations. And I don't want to hate on this because really New Work Revolution is all about how do we help people through total experience design create a business by design versus one by default. And the whole purpose of this is how do we help people structure for growth and create growth, but also enjoy the things outside of their business that they enjoy and they, and they like? How do we create that win-win for a particular person that we're working with? And we're very intentional about this, and we're very serious about it. Vacations are one of those opportunities to recharge. It's an opportunity to connect with loved ones or people that you care about. It's also an opportunity just to experience new things, which I think broaden our horizons, uh, create pathways for creativity. I mean, there's so many benefits to taking time off. I'm definitely not advocating the hustle culture as I say this, but then I know other people, right, who have defined outcomes and things that they want to accomplish. And look, to be clear, if you don't have any goals in your life and you don't really care about that, uh, go on as many vacations as you want. doesn't matter. But I work with some people who have specific goals and things that they're driving towards, and they never get there because they're always out of town. I'm always on vacation. And look, they have the intentions, right? I'm going to work while I'm on vacation. And some people can be disciplined and do that. But a lot of people that I work with really struggle with engaging in work while they're on vacation. And who would blame them? Who wants to work when you're on the beach? Who wants to work when you're in the mountains? Who wants to work when you're experiencing something cool that you've never experienced before? I don't. And so if you want to make measurable, pro measurable progress on your results, take a look at your vacation schedule and just make sure you're not overdoing it. Because again, if you're always out of the office, how are you making measurable progress towards your goals and results? 
So if any of these three things is you, I want you to think about this. I'm going to go through some questions to kind of help you define and decide how you move forward. If you've recognized that, hey, I've got goals that I'm falling short in, and it's because I'm not present in my business at the level that I'd want to be because I'm overdoing it in being away from the office because of those three areas that I just talked about. And the first one I think is really easy. And these kind of things, these go together, right? Number one, define your role. What is your role as the CEO of the company? What is it? What are the top ways that you create value? What are your key activities? And what are your key measures of success? What does that look like for you? Are you clear about what that is on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis? Do you have that identified? Do you have it written down on paper? I've worked with a lot of CEOs and business owners who completely neglect this, and that is why it's so easy to drift away from engaging in those things and still feel like we're doing pretty good because we haven't really held ourselves accountable to a clearly defined role. But this is also important for the business. So my second question for you is, beyond your role and your key activities and your key metrics, what is the business's mission? What are the business's objectives? What are the business's key activities? And how do you support that business? What does that look like? So if you don't have those defined, why don't? Why not? Because if I'm working on objectives in a very diligent way, and I know a lot of smart business owners who, who buy into certain methodologies and different things that allow them to set objectives and work in objectives. But what I've noticed is that it's really easy to set objectives it's a hell of a lot harder to actually engage and work in those objectives on a daily basis in a meaningful way. And if we're gone all the time, how are we even doing it? That is very difficult. And so it's important to have this set up. Now, if you're going to be out of the office, and that's something that you're going to do, my my next question for you is, is, do you have a second in command? Is there someone in your organization who's been identified as a high-level leader, is competent in leading, knows how to hold people accountable, understands their role and how they win, understands the objectives of the company and what your company's trying to accomplish, and feels comfortable holding people accountable to that standard? Do you have that sort of person in your organization right now that can pick up the slack for you when you're away? This is so important. Because if I don't have that ambassador, if I don't have that person who can support my business at a high level while I'm gone, then the high level things that I want to do to support my business probably won't happen at the same level because no one's there taking ownership. Every time I'm gone from the office, I want someone in my office that is taking ownership for the results and the things that are going on. And I want to be crystal clear about what that looks like. But hey, let's talk about this too. I think sometimes we avoid work for a reason. And it's not because you're lazy. It's not because you're incapable, right? We've, we've, we shame ourselves enough as business owners. I'm not trying to do that to you. But here's the thing. What are you avoiding? When you're going on vacation all the time, when you're going to seminars and not in the office doing the work, what are you avoiding? Maybe it's a business that you don't love. Maybe it's the way that you're doing business that you don't love. Maybe you're scared to throw yourself out there and try to get some different results or play at a different level. And so it feels more comfortable to secretly sabotage those results by uh, doing other things that seem like activity but aren't really making you any meaningful progress. What are you avoiding right now? And why are you avoiding it? And look... Is what you are doing aligned with your purpose? Because I'm a big believer in this. If what you're doing is aligned with purpose and if it's aligned with your mission, 
I don't need to worry about getting off my game or getting away from my purpose because I'm drawn to my purpose on a daily basis. I just find myself drawn to my purpose. If I have certain things, let's say I'm on vacation and I do some work. This is not uncommon for me to do this. I will sometimes take some mornings here and there and get up and especially do creative work in the morning before my family gets up when I'm on a vacation. It's not uncommon for me to do that. And because I, the reason why I do that is because I am drawn to purpose on a day-to-day basis. I find myself just drawn in to doing the work and I don't allow other things to necessarily crowd me out from that. And I'm aligned and I'm drawn to the mission that I have created with my purpose that allows me to create value for other people. So those are some questions I want to ask, I want you to ask yourself as you think about avoidance, as you think about not doing the work or engaging in the work at the level that you would want, right? What is getting in your way? What needs to be defined that isn't? What needs to be communicated that hasn't been? What are the people or who are the people in your organization who can support your success? I'm telling you, if you want high-level success, if you want to get to the next level, there's no substitute for doing the work. All the shortcuts, all the seminars, all the people will not matter if you as the leader who is the catalyst and the driver and the example for the organization does not dig in and do the work that is required to get the results that you're looking for. And if we want to make a big impact, we've got to lean in and we've got to make it happen and roll up our sleeves. So hopefully that is helpful for you. Hopefully some of those questions are things that you can chew on and ponder till we talk again next week that helps you kind of connect the dots in a meaningful way and allows you to continue to serve not only the people that are important to you outside of the business, but serve the people inside of the business as well and allows you to push your mission forward. Thanks again for listening, you guys, this week. This is Brandon Allen for the New Work Revolution podcast here on newworkrevolution.com. I'm signing off. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.